Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denae Poth, and this is the sixth episode. Uh, the last couple of episodes, I've had different topics, things that have come up in conversations like social emotional learning, student engagement, mentoring, and why it's important. Also talked about artificial intelligence. And the most recent episode was focused on preparing students for the future, uh, whether it's future like next steps after high school and they go into college, or if it's entering the workforce, or if it's even taking a gap year. Um, so kind of along those same lines, I was thinking about uh, something that I'd read probably, I don't know, five or six months ago about students kind of designing their own education. And one popular thing I know in education today is we talk about 21st century skills and how can we prepare students for life and for work in the 21st century. And sometimes those same reminders are followed by people saying, well, you know, we're already well into the 21st century. And that's true, but we still need to kind of think around that same framework and find ways to give students opportunities to build the skills that they will need moving forward to the future, but also focus on helping them to develop, develop those skills today. And I read a, a quote from Alan November, who is a keynote speaker and leader in educational technology. And he basically said that there are certain skills that students need, obviously, and teachers need to promote in the classroom. And it needs to go beyond just like the teaching of the content, having students kind of just repeat that back, or as some people will say, regurgitate the content back. But he said, students need to learn how to learn, not just the skills, not just the content, but they need to learn the whole process. And in doing that, we can help them to develop skills that will be transferable later on in life uh, regardless of what they ultimately decide to do when they leave our classrooms, whether it's high school, go into higher education, uh, and then moving forward. And during one of his keynote presentations, he just talked about like what happens if we're just teaching the content and the students are memorizing, they're just giving that, that same content back to us. And then later on, your job becomes wiped out because of technology. You know, we have artificial intelligence, we have automation, and then you don't have what you need in terms of the skills or knowing how to adapt that you can't basically reinvent yourself uh, because you didn't, in fact, learn how to learn. And so that message, when I read that, just thought about it in my own practice, really did reinforce the importance of having students get opportunities where they can develop a variety of skills. So in my classroom for years, I was giving the same projects, I was using the same assessments, doing things the way that I wanted to do them, and I had students do projects the way that I wanted them to be done without really offering a lot in terms of choice, even though at times I thought I was giving choice because they could create a project using a tech tool or just using paper or just do a presentation, but it wasn't enough. But the focus needs to be in our classrooms, how can we help students learn to better communicate, um, to problem solve, to collaborate, to be uncomfortable with learning because productive struggle and not always knowing the answer, which as a teacher, that's difficult to do as well. Uh, we got critical thinking and then also fostering you know, opportunities for students to be creators rather than just consumers. And I think that whenever we find the right opportunities that students can work on developing those skills in their own way, they will be better able to adapt to whatever it is they decide to do or whenever they leave high school and they have a job and something changes in that career, they can adapt to something else. And so whether they enroll in college, um, seek employment, they get involved in some type of a specialized training, or like I said in the last episode, take a gap year, they will have skills that they can transfer to something else and be okay. 
uh, might still have to relearn some things or, or put themselves out there and, and try something differently, but they'll have the tools where they can work through those struggles and they can develop new skills and understand learning as a process, not just focus on the product. And I think a key piece in that is that we need to give students more opportunities to drive their learning. And that comes about through authentic connections, whether we connect them with people in the community and do real world real world <laughs> learning experiences. In my own classroom, I did you know, project-based learning. If you listen to the last episode, I talked about like the gig economy, where students uh, basically need to be able to do different types of work. Um, in a gig economy, the job or assignment for work is kind of the same as, you know, like a gig, like a band would do a gig or temporary employment. So we have independent contractors, not necessarily set hours or a set location, and giving students opportunities where they can kind of do more than just consume the content, but become the creators and look for problems to solve or create some problems to solve. Then I think we can do them um, a, a much better, give them a much better experience, I should say. And so what are the ways that we can do that? Well, I know there are schools around the country who are doing a lot of different things recently in Getting Smart. There was uh, a post about alternative schools. And I've spoken to some students who've gone to project-based learning schools like Gibson EK out in Washington. And so giving students the opportunity to do that can come in a variety of forms. So let me take a quick moment to pause and I will come back with some great ideas, at least I think. So thinking about the types of activities we could offer our students if they are in the generation do-it-yourself, and if you've not heard of that, it's something that Getting Smart had started. Some of the ways that I came up with and think are really good ideas, and you might find examples of them near where you are, uh, or even just doing a search online, but I've heard a lot more talk lately about CTE, um, career and technical education programs, where students have an opportunity to explore careers and work on building skills that would be transferable to different types of work. So if we think about 5, 10, 15 years down the road, if jobs are in danger of being lost due to automation or artificial intelligence, or for whatever reason, having different skills that students can apply by having these CTE experiences would definitely benefit them. Um, especially if students are not so sure what they want to do after graduation. I know I've spoken to some students and some teachers who have had students that looked into these CTE programs because it gives them an opportunity to explore possible career options without necessarily having to focus on any one thing in particular, but it gives them a chance to build some skills that they had um, in high school and to continue to build those skills. Place-based education, uh, when students look into their communities and see I don't know, look at the geography, different land areas, and really step out into the real world and find ways to develop skills in subjects like math or social studies or science or even languages uh, and other content areas, of course. And there are different principles that go into this uh, that you can also include for students to kind of follow if you're looking at like place-based education, if you look into project-based learning, where students have that chance to choose what they wanna study, to drive their own learning, to go through that process of learning and focus on that more than the actual product. But that is another option that students could explore. Um, another idea would be service learning, where students can look at maybe issues on a global scale and then act locally. That's something I've heard several educators say, like think globally, act locally. And this is where you can pull in things like project-based learning, 
um, inquiry-based learning, problem-based learning, any of those types of things. It's even in my school, we did challenge-based learning as well, where we did a collaboration with a science course and with my eighth grade students in their STEAM class. But in these types of programs, students can build their skills for the future. And they also have a chance to kind of learn what they're interested in or on the opposite side, learn what they're not necessarily interested in. But it gives them a chance to go out and explore and make those decisions for themselves with us kind of guiding them. And because I am learning more about artificial intelligence, knowing what I know now and seeing the trends and the increase in the amount of AI that's used in daily life and how it continues to grow in just other sectors of work, I think students, we need to give them opportunities to kind of learn about it, uh, create some AI, and also just talk about the benefits, if there's any concerns. We can definitely get into a discussion about the ethics of it. But I think the whole thing is just giving an opportunity to learn. Uh, what can these technologies do to help students to build skills in some of those areas that we, we focus on, like the 21st century, you know, the problem solving, the collaboration, the critical thinking, definitely the creativity, to name a few, which those are essential for the future. And if you look at some research and look at statistics, there are a lot of the same skills that were required back in 2015 that are that are required this year in 2020 that are projected for 2030. It's just in the top 10, they have shifted along the way. And I've seen that those collaboration, communication, critical thinking, and creativity have shifted higher towards the top. So giving students opportunities like these, and of course there are many others because I'm not an expert, would give them an opportunity to learn in a different way to focus more on the process to be adaptable to whatever the next stage is going to be for their learning, what they will end up doing for a career later on in life. But in the end, it just comes down to choices. And again, that's not something that I always did in my classroom. But I think that by giving students more choices, it hugely benefits them and will impact their learning. But it benefits us too. We learn about our students. We build the relationships. Um, it keeps us pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone sometimes with finding these experiences for our students and, and jumping right in too. And of course, we can't certainly predict with any amount of certainty, I should say, the jobs in 10 years. And we think about the elementary students and the whole way up, even my eighth graders now in my STEAM class, I just want to do the best that I can do to give them opportunities to learn, to explore uh, to go through product, productive struggle, if I could say, and just enjoy learning and find out what they're interested in and maybe what they're curious about. So those are just some of the ideas in this episode. As always, I thank you for listening. I can't guarantee the topic for the next episode or when that might be, probably in about a week after this one. But if you have ideas for a topic, if you want to share your thoughts, if you want to jump in on a podcast with me, that would be awesome. Um, have a great day. And again, thanks for listening.